Welcome back to How It's Played. My name's Eli Soakland. Long time no see. It's been spring break. Joining me today is... Tanner Kinney. And newcomer... Blake Chapman. Awesome. So today we'll be talking about Reggie fils As you might know, Reggie fils is the current president of Nintendo of America. However, he's currently retiring in April. What? Yeah. What? The Reginator is retiring <laughs> after 15 years I'm, with Nintendo. <laughs> uh, I, what? I, who could? Who saw that? Where Where did this come from? Reggie himself. The Reginator saw it. Yeah, like the, the video on Twitter, I think, like within the first couple hours had like 12 million views on it. I mean, that's <laughs> impressive, actually. It was, I, I don't remember the exact number, but you know, Twitter, I don't know how Twitter video views works, but that's a sizable amount of people. You remember how many likes it had? Oh, geez, the tweet? I, I, can, I can actually pull that back up. But the video was really Probably. heartwarming. I didn't realize like how much Reggie has been part of Nintendo since I've you know, been following them for like a lifetime, you know, but like there's a lot of moments with Reggie in it. Yeah. And it's sort of surprised. I think it's surprising that he's retiring at 57. I don't know. I just feel like, like letting him go is like a really sad thing, but like, I just know in my heart, I'm like, he has a family. He has a life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he can't yeah, say for Re- Nintendo forever. Re- Reggie, Reggie has a wife, uh, kids. He has, he has stuff that he wants to do. And you know he's he he did what he needed to do for the company. He stuck around through the Wii U. Oh, yeah, he he righted the ship to make it. He took and the Switch is super popular. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, well, I've done my, my job here is done. I've six. I've done it. Exactly. I've done the impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so um, looking back, what was your guys's first memory of Reggie? Um, if you typically fall into the directions. Oh, jeez. Mm. I mean, I've been watching E3 for a while. Wow. I don't know. When did he... All right. What day did he, did he retire? Do you guys remember? No, he hasn't retired yet, but... Well, what like, did he, when did he, he announce his retirement? It's been a while. It's been at least over... Uh, it's it's, it's been, been around a month. It's been a, um, it's been a month? All right. I'm going to keep scrolling back through my, through my <laughs> Twitter likes. To try and February find... February 22nd? To try and... You know, I bet 22nd? the video is embedded in one of these articles that we have. And yeah. I'm just wasting my time. But uh, back to what what I remember about Reggie. Um, I remember, for, like, like most people, I was one of those people... I, I, I knew about him first through the, the meme, the hip meme, uh, the My Body is Ready, when he uh, showed off We Fit... Mm. That was a. I think that was probably one of the things that really stuck around the most. Okay, I found it. I found it. (laughs) All right. Uh, How many likes it got? How many retweets? uh, It has. uh, This was posted on February twenty first, and also I I exaggerated the views a lot. Uh, I did not remember. I was probably like two million, and I. Uh, have a bad memory, but uh, you know, tweets kind of just die and they vanish. But in the time, in, the, in its lifespan, it got three hundred and seventy-six thousand likes mm. and one hundred and thirty-six thousand retweets, and the video itself received six point seven million views. Well, so pretty good amount mm. especially for like nintendo what they usually get on videos yeah because like it's just like ads mm-hmm. and no one cares or they they try to tell you to watch their their uh their their program that they do with kit and krista mm. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, the Nintendo Minute. Yeah, the Nintendo Minute that I don't... It's always embedded in the news section of the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. You don't like Nintendo Minute? I have not watched a single thing they've done, so mm. I hate it. So, uh, Blake, what was your first memory of Well, I can't really remember back to my first one, but I think my most prominent memory of Reggie was probably the hilarious puppet skit that uh, Wada and Miyamoto also decided to be in on at E3 a couple years ago. Yeah, back when they announced Star Star Fox Fox Zero. Yes, when they announced Star Fox Zero. Which is like 20... 2014? 2015? Around that time, yeah. And I they think it op- was They open the door and he's just in his dressing room doing 64 push-ups. That and it's just like, there's no one better than this man. <laughs> this this was something this was something that Iwata and Miyamoto were like, okay, you know, I think it was possible and Reggie's just breathing down their throat. I want puppets. I want we're gonna we're gonna work we're gonna, we're gonna make Muppets. We're gonna make Muppets of ourselves. And it's gonna be great. It'll, it, obviously, it'll be the most memorable thing from this conference. I think honestly the first memory I have of uh Reggie was during the three DS announcement. It was twenty fifteen, by the way. Just oh, I wow. double I double checked. That's actually <laughs> wow, that game is like Star Fox Zero released in twenty sixteen. Wow, no one played it. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. C- keep going with what you were saying. Yeah. But um, going back on to Reggie, my first memory was like around the time that Nintendo Directs, Directs appeared for the first time, and like that was around when the 3DS was announced. And I remember um, we were talking about this earlier that um, he was showing off the 3DS effect of like Bowser coming out of the screen, and little did we know that that would eventually happen to Reggie. That was real. That was just uh, art predicting life, ah. as they say. Uh, where where Bowser appears and then he breathes a fire and then Reggie is dead, mm. and as it turns out, uh, real life Doug Bowser breathed a fire and Reggie retire. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I've ever no, no, said. No, 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 no. Just rephrase it. <laughs> Bowser spit the fire. Reggie retire. There it is. <laughs> but um, do you think that Reggie has made a significant pack? impact on Nintendo throughout his career? Oh, yeah. Like, the thing that Reggie did, like, and that's the importance of, like, a spokesperson with, like, a big company, because what companies want to do is they want to make themselves seem like people, because otherwise they're just faceless corporations. Mm -hmm. That's what makes brand Twitter so popular, is that these... Cough, Sony. ...is that these (laughs) these faceless corporations can pretend to be people. And... Before you know, they had social media to do that. They used spokespeople, and Reggie Reggie was one of those like very good spokespeople. He introduced himself, and he got clowned on uh, for his bizarre quote that. <laughs> you want me to? You want me to say it? Yeah. Except, that, won't you have to censor out? Uh, Don't. maybe. You know. It, you know what? It's it's worth it. It is worth it. Great. I hope um, whoever edits this really appreciates it. It'll probably be you. Yeah, probably. But um, the quote, uh, when Reggie introduced himself for the first time into the world, he said, my name is Reggie, I'm about kicking ass, I'm about taking names, and we're about making, making games. games. It was quite the iconic quote. Like, and then he got clowned on by the <laughs> internet because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hey. But looking back, think about it, that's a strong statement Yeah. For, a person who literally just came on to, to the stage for the first time, like yeah, yeah he's it, like, 
I'm not joking around. <laughs> yeah, and it allowed him to connect with people. And mm-hmm. that's what made him, like, Reggie's ability to connect with people, like, just random people, made him such a good, like, face for Nintendo. Especially because Nintendo is the family-friendly games company. <laughs> uh, and, like, compare, like, what Reggie Reggie and Iwata, like, they, them as spokespeople for Nintendo, compare them to Don Matrick. Oh, don't bring up that name in for, my presence. Former, former, ex, former Xbox guy. Don't bring up that name in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> Television guy is all we like to call him. <laughs> See, I don't know much about Xbox's like, cause like, so, cause like with, Cause, like, Don Matrick, he's, like, he was, like, a... I won't say he's a Bond villain. He's like a Nick. He's a Bond villain. No, that's a the, the EA the EA CEO is a Bond that, villain. That that's a good. The point. EA CEO that's a is a Bond point. villain. Okay, I know I know about him. Don Patrick yeah. was more of like a Naked Gun villain. <laughs> he was like a parody Bond villain. Yeah. He wasn't even good enough to be legit. But then it's like the same. I definitely it bring once the corporation once you bring people in that recognize with the like are recognizable with the community and have a direct line to the community by like recognizing oh this is what they really care about i mean that's a thing that someone like matrick didn't have (laughs) because apparently he thought that everyone who was going to buy an xbox one all they wanted to do was use it as a multimedia yeah it's it's the one yeah it's it's, the one device Oh. It's the one device the you one need. Device. I hope you like an internet connection, but it's okay because if you can't play Xbox One online, we already have a device for that. It's called Xbox 360. That's a real Don Matrick quote. It's oh, a real quote from this person. That's, Which uh. they, just like how, you know, Nintendo brought in Reggie to see someone like this, Xbox was like, hey, he's not doing the job. Let's bring in someone better. So. Phil Spencer was brought in, and Phil has kind of done, not on the level of meme-ness that Reggie is on, but he has come up with a better connection to the community than someone like Matrick ever had, because he recognizes, oh, people are actually going to be using our system to play games, not to watch TV, and that's it. Yeah, because I I think with, and this is something I I just thought of. Like when you think of games of spokespeople for games companies, there's like three elements that they have they need to have. They need to be trustworthy, they need to be friendly and personable, and they need to be professional. Like uh it's think hard about, to balance the last two. Yeah. Think about think about like Todd Howard as a spokesperson for Bethesda. He's very, very, very good. He's very he's very personable, but he's not trustworthy in the slightest. He's good at selling you honestly. If Todd Howard was trying to sell me poison, he, he did. was literally trying to sell me hemlock, I would probably believe him with like an 80% chance of me actually buying that. He did sell us poison, but it was in the nylon bag you received. Oh. <laughs> that third element about like professionalism you said, that's something that EA, for example, is too good at doing. Yeah, EA- They come off as too professional, and then when they try to not be that and be more connected to the community... It's just cringy. Yeah, like because everyone knows that they're just slimy individuals. Yeah, because when you contrast the Bond villain CEO with they had at E3, Andrea, Andrea Renosa, yeah, Renosa. I believe uh, Ren. I she she was she worked for the Escapist for a while. Uh, they had her as a hey hey fellow gamers. We are we have an influencer. It's Andrea Renee. Okay, all right. Well. I was close. Yeah. <laughs> you were close enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good try. You did a try. Yeah. So, so 
you know, going back to Reggie, uh, Reggie, Mr. Reginald, uh, <laughs> I doubt it, no one, no one ever said that. Uh, he he found a good balance on how to he like he was professional when he needed to be. He was incredibly friendly and personable. Like people who have stories of meeting him in person, they all are pretty much always positive. Like, and when you look back through his history, he hasn't really done anything. Like surprisingly, no one has found anything controversial yet about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we'll see if that changes. I doubt it. But he like he's actually leaving the games industry by choice. Yeah. Uh, and without any like baggage, mm-hmm. which is amazing for especially considering how long he worked in the industry. I think another good thing about him is like, I guess it goes somewhat along with those. Um, that quality of professionalism is like he doesn't make hollow promises like he's not like you know one of the big questions i think he got out of his reign was when's mother three coming to the west or whatever well that's because there was an somebody somebody asked him that question like they asked him if mother three was ever going to come to the west like after the the fan translation was super popular and circulated online they asked him if mother three was ever going to come legally he was like Probably not. He was just honest about He's, it. And yeah, that he is honest on like certain things. Whereas like when Reggie teases something or like talk, like he's not going to beat around the bush about it. Like someone like Todd Howard would. Because, <laughs> you know, Todd Howard likes to put out, po- yeah, he likes to point out all the great things that mm-hmm. are going to be about this game mm-hmm. that. You know, they all exist. They all exist. Uh, well, subje- very minor things. Subjectively, are they great? This game is over 400 dungeons, all handcrafted. God rays. <laughs> God rays everywhere. <laughs> but on like, my question is: Is that was Reggie originally like this, or do you think just Nintendo is like we need someone who is personable and professional at the same time? Because like, I don't know, like. Nintendo at times feels like they're just too good with their audience a little bit because like if you like watch their like you know Nintendo directs and stuff like they speak really well to their you know fan base usually but like I don't know I it's really weird like I just sometimes I'm like Nintendo is a little bit too good like yeah well that I mean that I don't know I don't know I, I assume it's just that could be like bias because I as a Nintendo person die hard Nintendo person first console I the first video game console I ever played was at the barber shop they had a Super Nintendo I played Super Mario World all One right. of the best Super Mario World <laughs> games uh, there are I, I remember playing the first two levels of that game so many times and I don't think I ever completed one of them uh, I was like three to be fair uh and that like I've I've always been a Nintendo person. So Nintendo speaks to me. And like I watch the other, you know, I always watch E3, especially now I always watch E3 and all the big conferences usually. And like for me it, it's like Sony sometimes can do it. Like Andrew House is very good at communicating with people. Which one's Andrew House? Uh he was the former like president. Like he was the he was the former Reggie equivalent to uh for sony like he was always the one at e3 like doing the presentations was he ps3 he was ps3 did he do all those commercials uh they brought him in like when the ps3 was failing to help bring him back 
See, I don't know if it's just because I don't keep up with PlayStation, but like when like a bunch when I think it is a problem with Sony that they don't have like a rec- a recognizable person. Person. Yeah, I like legit, a first I, face. Like they they swap between like 3 or 4 constantly, like, especially at E3 because like it's not like someone where it's like, "Oh, Xbox conference. I'm going to expect to be greeted the first by Phil Spencer or Nintendo Direct. I'm going to be expected to be greeted first at E3 by Reggie." With some something like PlayStation, it's like um oh, who's the Sean guy? Is uh, it Sean Murray? <laughs> no, no, that, that's 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 I might, yeah, mate. Uh, e three presentation's gonna be great, mate. Uh, it's that's gonna a be. No Man's Sky. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, no. Let me look up. Let me look okay, up. Okay. So um, Sean Layden. Sean Layden. That's yeah. who it is. So um, I think it was really noticeable, especially with the uh, the game awards that you know happened over the winter, because when Reggie, you know, Phil Spencer and. The president, Sean Layden. I think Sean, I think it was Sean, Sean Layden. Layden. Yeah, even yeah, though he's like, not the president, he's like their spokesperson. Yeah, like when they all three came up, all, everyone was everyone gets excited about Reggie. Who doesn't get excited about Reggie? And like Phil Spencer's there, and people recognize him. And like Sean Layden is just yeah, he he's is. he's a spokesperson for PlayStation, which is fine. But the thing is, the reason why I think Reggie is better than the others is that like. He's the head of Nintendo of America. Like, you know, Phil Spencer is as well, but he's not as personable. But, you know, the PlayStation, you know, Phil... And Sh- and Sean Layden was the former CEO. Former of- president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment America, executive vice president and COO of Sony Network Entertainment International. Right now, it says... He, his yeah. title is Chairman of SIE Worldwide Studios. Hmm. Yeah, which, which I think that's Sony so, Interactive Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, Sony Interactive Entertainment. So yeah, he's still like a core part of Sony. It's just like yeah. I do I legitimately don't remember his name. And like recently I've started confusing him with Phil Spencer. <laughs> like at the <laughs> at the E3 presentations, I'm like like in my head I try to picture Sean Layden and I end up picturing like of like a weird amalgamation of him and Phil Spencer. I'm like, who is that? That's not a person. Mm. Not like Red. Not like Reggie. A weird derailing. Reggie, this yeah, a little bit. Why, why don't you get bit. us back on track? What, yeah. What is our next top? What is the next thing you want us? Well, to... I was the thing that really threw me off with Reggie's retirement is that it was really sudden. Like literally, he was at the Game Awards. He was. He's been part of E3. He's been part of like every Nintendo Direct, and until like recently you know like it's been really weird with nintendo like if you watch their nintendo directs nowadays like a lot of their their directs usually have like the person who's in charge of game freak for example like lead uh juni uh masada i think he was the one who recently did the pokemon direct maybe i might be wrong but like the the face in Nintendo Directs have changed a lot over the past couple of years. Ever since like Satori Wada passing away, you know. Yeah, don't, like, and don't they have a uh, Koizumi uh, present the directs now? Yeah, it's Koizumi. Yeah, which it, it's a little bit weird because the guy, that guy is really, he threw me off because like when they showed him off was when they showed off the Switch and everything was just happening at once. I was like, just overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, that who a, is this guy? That initial <laughs> Switch presentation was terrible on a lot of levels. Uh, 
the guy the guy tried his best though let's be honest yeah i mean and he like he developed he's developed into a good role as a replacement for iwata essentially yeah. for the directs and i imagine that uh doug bowser will fulfill his role hopefully optimistically yeah. Speak- and we d- we don't get Don Matrick version mm-hmm. two. Mm-mm. Speaking no. about uh, Doug Bowser, um, Doug Bowser for people who are unaware, he's currently the senior vice president of sales and marketing, which was Reggie's previous spot before he took over as an NOA president, um, and he'll take over obviously in April for Reggie, um, which is a little bit interesting, especially now that they, like looking back, they both had the same position, but before they got promoted to president and i was wondering like if that had any correlation like does nintendo specifically say like look at their marketing team and saying hey they look like a good representative of the american we'll just choose them i mean marketing includes public re- public relations if you're good at marketing you have some public relations skill mm-hmm. and public re- relations works really well if you're a spokesperson or figurehead for your company so it makes sense that they're bringing the marketing guy in to head the company and be like a figurehead for it. I don't know necessarily what else that'll entail. Yeah. Uh, or if he'll do a good job as a figurehead. We 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 have no proof yet because he still has not taken the position. Yeah. He doesn't until April. So we'll see at E3, I guess, how he'll yeah. do. I think the major thing that... I think that leads me to be hopeful of Doug Bowser is that he was the one in charge of like sales and marketing while the Switch was still being developed and like seeing being finalized and yeah. stuff like that. So like he was in charge of like making sure that it was fine and the He has West. a good relationship with the Switch yeah, and what and, makes it successful. Yeah, and yeah. the and the Switch's marketing, like compare it to the Wii U. Oh my god. And how embarrassing the Wii Ooh. U's marketing was. Mm-mm. The only good Wii U ad I remember was like the one where they had like those little rooms in like the U part and like showing off the different capabilities of the Wii U. But besides that all where the it didn't rest... have ch- ones without child actors. Yeah, the ones without child yeah. actors. So literally any of them <laughs> that didn't have child actors were the good ones. Yeah. I think that was two? Maybe two? <laughs> two? Maybe. It, this this is not a console for babies. The Switch is for families. It's yeah. for a lot of people because it's babies. portable and you mm-hmm. can put it on a TV and it's very valuable. And the marketing for that is successful at communicating that. Mm-hmm. And Doug Bowser, as head of marketing at the time, had to have had a role in that. So clearly he knows what he's doing for the most part in mm-hmm. terms of that. Also, um, the internet has taken, obviously, due to his name, um, make sort of make fun of Doug Bowser. Yeah. You know, like, protest. It, he, he, <laughs> what he walk? What are you gonna do? Like when he was first introduced, the picture that they used for him on the shelf in the background, <laughs> Mario and Luigi were tied up with the cord of a GameCube controller. Yeah, at I least he's a respectable that. gentleman yes, using exactly. a GameCube controller. But I mean, it's very interesting. Like. I don't know, like, I don't know how old Doug Bowser is, or if that's merely just a coincidence mm. that his last name is Bowser for some odd reason. I, I feel like, sure, like, he, pro- he def- probably got hired because of credentials, but certainly Nintendo had to see his name and it'd be like, <laughs> not only is he, like, the be- he's a good candidate for the position, but his name is Bowser. Think of the jokes. Like, the- Nintendo would do this. 
I mean, they've held bananas in their hand and just stared at it during a Nintendo Direct. Of course, they're gonna do random crap. But like, it's really interesting. Like, the guy just seems to be a pretty fun-going guy, from what I can tell. You know, because he, you know, like, he does re- realize that his name is, like, last name is Bowser, and he literally makes tweets with, what was it? What, did he have like a uh, for Halloween the year that uh, Odyssey came out? He was wearing. What I can only say is, like, the head of a Bowser costume. Yeah. As he is playing on his Switch. Well, with yellow sense. Joy-Cons. Yeah, the, the yellow Joy-Cons. Both yellow. Mm, not as respectable as a GameCube controller, but decent. <laughs> means he plays ARMS. <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> wow, he's one of four people. Wow. I, I don't know. I mean... Do you feel like he can replace Reggie, honestly? I mean, no he doesn't... one's ever going to be able to replace Reggie it's... on the level that he got to. But I think that from a business standpoint, uh, this is probably the right guy that is going to push them into the future of the Switch and do it right because he recognizes what makes the Switch a successful product. Um, and to a degree... He's coming he's coming into a situation where he's not having to do con- he's not constantly having to do a lot of you know cleaning and reprogramming everything to make it work whereas Reggie had to do a lot of that um quite often in the up and down years of uh, the 2000s that he was working in but I feel like this is a chance for him to sort of show okay let me show off how good I can be in the best of times and give you all the confidence that if anything bad were to happen which so far it doesn't seem like anything in the near future yeah, wait, is going to be that wait bad wait for the, the switch mini when the, the pocket switch see yeah that that's is, the, oh, they're man. gonna do some kind of disaster but I mean thing. but I mean if if he can if they can bounce back from the Wii U with his marketing of the Switch, I think he's one of those guys that could sell the Switch Mini to me, that could convince me. My question is, like, will he appear in Nintendo Directs, though? Like, yeah, he might have a really good marketing standpoint, but do you think he'll, like, actually, like, be as active as Uh, Reggie? I think that he'll show up. Like, definitely for the first one that they do, after he takes the role, he's going to show up. Almost was, certainly. Was Reggie only in the... He was only in the E3 ones, right? Or was he uh, in any of the normal ones? He, was, that he, just he, sh- he showed up in bits. Like, if they... Like, I remember... Uh, there like were, the uh, Reginator bit. Yeah, the, the or, Yo-Kai Watch um, Yo-Kai skit. Watch. Uh, Animal Crossing. An, <laughs> Animal Crossing New Leaf on his Nintendo 3DS. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was very Nintendo specific. World, was it... Was the, the Nintendo the, World Championships a part of a direct, or was that just an that announcement? Was, I, I think that was just like a ran, that was a random announcement. I don't that know was, was part of the um, E3 event. Like, oh, okay, okay. yeah, All it right. was it was along there with like the Smash tournament and stuff like yeah. that back okay. then. All right, um, so yeah, I think that uh, he may not because Koizumi does a good job with the directs. I don't think yeah. I sure uh, Doug Bowser may say that he's going to jump off the battle bus. 
once. Oh my goodness. Oh. But I don't necessarily know if he's going to do much else more than that. I think you're wrong about the clean slate that Reggie has when leaving now. <laughs> I can't wait to drop off the battle the bus, bus with the rest of you. Gosh. We got the it. One we got thing it. that I was suppressing in my mind has come back. We got it. We got it all. When jump I'm playing off the... Fortnite on my Nintendo Switch at a crisp 20 FPS, we all have to jump off the battle bus one last time with Reggie. <laughs> we got to get that sweet, <laughs> sweet victory royale one more time. Okay. Obviously, this is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> but um, Epic is paying us nothing. Continuing on, um, not only was Doug Bowser, you know, like replacing Reggie, but as you know, um, since Iwata's passing, Nintendo's upper management and their Japan division, you know, um, has been really weird. Um, originally, they had um, uh, Tatsumi Kimishima as a temporary president, and now they have this really young guy, um, Furukawa. I'm gonna mess up Fur- Furukawa. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna mess up that name a lot, but. Um, He's really young for a Nintendo president, even though he's in his 40s. Um, according to an article by uh, Kotaku article by Chris Kohler, um, they said that um, he was born after video games sort of originated and took off. Mm-hmm. So, like, that means he's a young guy. So <laughs> he no, he's a lifelong gamer. Yeah, he he, and I mean, he likely grew up playing Nintendo. Of course, he grew up playing Nintendo games because Nintendo was big in Japan. Yeah, he says very big. in it says in the article that, um, in a news conference, he's quoted as saying, "I grew up playing the Famicom and com- and I come from that generation." Now, as a member of management with Super Mario's creator Shigeru Miyamoto, I have a lot of respect for him. So he he grew up in the NES days. So he really grew up at the very, very, very beginning of Nintendo's run. Yeah. With a uh, video game cycle. Yeah. When when they started when they became when they, stopped, when they became video games. Yes. When they weren't the playing cards. They, playing cards. Playing cards. Playing and arcade cabinets. And arcade. Yep. They had arcade cabinets before the Famicom. So. I think the weirdest thing from this uh, switch of management is how short Kimishima stayed along, you know? Even though he um, was sort of like an older management, you know, like he was on the board of directors. He was sort of, he's been there for a while, and he's still there, even after Fukuhara um, took over last year. Um, I just find it really weird how much they switched things up around Nintendo's Japan and I don't know why they did a temporary president. I don't but, know. I why mean, they, they needed to have someone at the helm, uh, and th- on such short notice. I mean, it likely wasn't as short notice as we think it is. Mm-hmm. Although it, w- it was still tragic, Iwata's passing. Like they knew it was coming. Yeah. More than more than likely, Nintendo knew it was coming. So they likely had already planned to have an interim president. While they found interim, interim. Yeah. Interim. Inter. I think they they had some guy come in between Iwata and whoever they were going to have next to just like be there and show up at the like the investor meetings and be like, hey, Nintendo's doing okay, I guess. I mean, he even showed up during the like the Switch announcement, which was nice, I guess, you know. But um, I think the major thing for me is Furukawa is majorly focusing on mobile gaming, Mm -hmm. which throws red flags for me 
Um, he just seems like a really odd guy. Like, I don't know how Nintendo is going to be. He's going to bring hardware. golf story to your phone. I, I'm not that concerned because at the very least, Nintendo's mobile games have been fairly high quality. Like, I gave I, even though I gave gave Dragalia a loss to five point three, it probably didn't deserve it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because it was it was a it was a perfectly I mean, functional game. What, this time on Bite Regrets. <laughs> what other what other mobile games do they have on deck? Fire, I, know, uh, um, I mean I mean they've already have like Fire Emblem Heroes, Dragalia, uh, Pocket po- Camp, Pokemon Go. Poke, well, po- Pokemon Go is uh, very little Nintendo. Like uh, that's okay, very so current, Mainly they've had um, Super Mario Run. Yeah, That's they've had Super Mario Run. They had the Mii game. Mitomo. Mitomo. I was... Hey, I forgot I, about Mitomo. I played it for a bit, and now it's no longer... Are they directly connected with um, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp? I believe so. Yeah, okay. You can use the, your same account for all these games. You could do uh, Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. The ones that are upcoming are Mario Kart yeah, Tour. I knew that one. Um, and then Dr. Mario World, which is Oh, yeah. They're, they're making a Dr. Mario mobile game, which just will Tetris. probably be pretty good. <laughs> oh, Dr. Mario is not Tetris. It's more like Puyo. Okay, okay. okay more like yeah. Puyo. See, I think that, like... I don't know. Through, through this evolution, um, they have kind of recognized what both audiences appreciate because I definitely can tell that there's like there's a slight separation between what more Japanese audiences and consumers will enjoy more so than ones in the states which is where the lar- other large half of their um, I guess consumer base, so. consumer base or their in like money is coming into from like a lot of people here it's like oh yeah, I'll play, you know, yeah, like Fire Emblem on my phone, but yeah. it's not going to be something I want to pay 60 bucks for. Yeah, so, and a lot, like a lot of features Nintendo puts in are designed for Japan pretty much. Like the Spot Pass for 3DS. That uh, was meant specifically that, for cause Japan. Because like, like Japan's crowded. You're going to pass a lot of people. It's going to be very mm-hmm. useful. You live in the middle of nowhere. You know how often you pass States. another. You, you know how often you pass another person. I think I own like when my brother owned one. We only found other people at like swim meets. That was it. That oh, was the only other so time too. we got that. It was the only other time that people we came across other people. Oh uh, yes, I see you're a man of culture as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, honestly though, like if you look at the Japan and like the west, or, like Western, you know, like us audiences yeah yeah audiences in terms of sales it's really weird like in the united states hardware in terms of like home consoles outsells mobile a lot Mm -hmm. in japan it's like the opposite of way around so like as you can tell like nintendo's a little bit weird because since it's so balanced and they have such a good player base on both ends Mm -hmm. like the switch seems perfect for that but like then we got 3DS off in the corner still, somehow yeah. having games, and somehow still selling. Apparently, people are still buying it. Why? I don't know. It's still underpowered. I think the same thing to go along with that is that, like, the arcade culture in Japan is still going strong, whereas it's almost completely non-existent in the United States. It's completely dead? It's, com- yeah, it's... Uh, Dave and Buster Dave does and not Buster. count. It uh, does not count. Okay. Uh, it's not a real arcade It's not a place. real arcade, but, like, along with the... I mean, the 3DS still sells in Japan quite consistently. Yeah, and then the 3DS always uh, already has a major install base. 
people already purchased it for their Pokemon games, <laughs> and now they're going to purchase Switches for Pokemon yep, games. Yep, exactly. See, the uh, thing is, like, the the issue with, uh, I I think in terms of Nintendo and, like, their 3DS is that, like, it's not the games that they, like, don't like. They obviously have games and they have a player base, but Nintendo doesn't like to remake, like, they won't put Mario Kart 9 on 3DS. They won't, like, once they do, like, a Legend of Zelda game or, like, a Mario Kart game, usually that's done for the generation, you know? Like, granted, like, yeah, you can have, like, maybe one or two more, depending on the situation, but, like... But there are, there are not going to be any big titles. There's there not going to be any more big titles, which is sort of weird that they still have it around, though. Yeah, and I imagine that any more of their titles are going to, like, they're going to push developers to do, like, cross-platform not cross-platform like the Vita and the Switch, like the oh, Vita. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you drag the Switch down. Uh, not It's not going to be cross-platform like that. Uh, it's going to be like multi-platform. That's what I meant to say. Because mm-hmm. uh, like Sushi Striker, Way of the Sushido, well, had both a 3DS release and a Switch release. And my question that I had while I was playing it was like, why did they bother with the 3DS release? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that like... <sighs> I think they're just wasting resources on the 3DS, honestly. I mean, that that is, like, that's one way to look at it. I feel like, I feel like you... Like the Luigi's Mansion remake that was on on 3DS recently. Yeah. Sure, they already had an engine. Like, that's probably Mm -hmm. the reason why they ported it to the 3DS first, because they already had the engine established with uh, Dark Moon. But why didn't, why not switch? Why, why not Switch? Because there's a new Luigi's Mansion coming for the Switch this year. It doesn't matter. Put, put the original. Put such, Put everything on the Switch. Melee HD. I think Everyone that... always talks about GameCube. No. <laughs> Come on. Keep talking. We're not talking about what he just said. Keep going. That's oh, a completely... Yeah. Ar- that's an argument for another day. I mean, honestly, though, like, a lot of people, when they talk about games and getting things ported, it's usually older games, which is really weird because, like, Nintendo supports backwards compatibility more than anyone else. Like, Maybe. Grant- granted, granted, the Switch is a little bit different, but more 3DS... Sony. 3DS supports DS things. DS things support Game Boy games, you know? If you have the right model. Yes. Yeah. If you don't have a DSA. That's true. Well, I mean, DS Lite had a Game Boy cartridge. Yeah, DS Lite. It was, it, the yeah. DSi family didn't yeah. have the Game Boy cartridge because they had to true. make they had to make room for better Wi-Fi features so you could play Photo Dojo. Oh my gosh! I the remember worst that game. game ever made. And a Shush. camera. <laughs> and a camera. And a camera. I mean, even like the if you look back on the Wii U, it supported the Wii and the Wii supported the GameCube. And I mean, honestly, though, I'm really glad that Nintendo has that backwards compatibility but like I feel like at this point looking at all these ports for a lot of games like you know just rehashes and stuff I'm sort of getting tired of it so like I'm glad that like Nintendo like decided to do Super Mario Odyssey and they did Breath of the Wild like they're realizing that hey they need to switch up games but hopefully it's for the better like hopefully these mobile games aren't just like pure ripoffs like Mm -hmm. Super Mario Run was pretty entertaining but like you only got the first level without the boss, and then it was like what a twenty dollar paywall after that. It was ten bucks, but yeah, ten dollars yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah. More people have spent millions, not the thousands, on Fire Emblem Heroes. So I mean, yeah, what? it's <laughs> done pretty well. I think they've grown to like adjust to the mobile market more, which I mean, that's a little bit better than like my fears, but mm-hmm. eh, well, mobile market's fierce. Mobile, mobile is smart. 
going going mobile is smart. I have problems with mobile games because I I just have problems with the entirely games entirely on touch screens. It's a it's a good place for like niche things or like filler titles. Like for example, obviously Super Mario Odyssey is not 2D. It's a 3D platformer. Yes. But because you have your phone that you can just pull out and play on the touch screen. That works really well for, you know, 2D style games and it's not asking a lot of people no matter what type of phone they have can really run that kind of well, but also it does pretty good for filler titles. So, you know, all those people who were constantly waiting for three houses to come out, they can just play Fire Emblem yeah. on their phone. Yeah, my favorite my favorite mobile game that Nintendo has released is Fire Emblem 4, Genealogy of the Holy War, fan translation. Uh, on my overclocked Super Nintendo that I have on my mobile phone. Great. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's always just, like, they're sort of shooting themselves in the foot. So, like, by having those mobile, you know, like, games, they're sort of hurting their own IPs, which Nintendo is all about their IPs. Like, having something like Fire Emblem and Mario, like, out there on a platform that's not their own, like, for me, just, like, says, like, yeah, we recognize that our... Like our franchises aren't as valuable as they used to be. I don't. I I think it's they 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 know they're valuable, and that's why they're moving the. I I would disagree. I would think that they know the value of their their IPs because what is Nintendo except for their IPs? You don't buy a Nintendo console so you can play the new Assassin's Creed game unless you <laughs> like really crunchy frame rates. <laughs> I don't you buy the, you buy the new Nintendo console because you want to play the new Smash Brothers. You want to play mm-hmm. the next Zelda game. You want to play yeah. the next Mario, Mario game. You want to play whatever weird like competitive game they make next. I don't think it's like a waste of. I don't think it's a waste of space necessarily. I feel like now, the argument would be different if they were like, "Hey, the next main series Legend of Zelda title is going to be a mobile only release." Yeah. Then there would be yeah. a problem. Yeah. Only when Square it be- Enix would do that. Yes. When it becomes <laughs> when it becomes a question of we're going to be taking all of the assets and all of the time and all of the money that we put into something, a game that we put on the Switch, into, oh, now it's going to be on the App Store, then it's like, hmm, I'm not, I'm not buying it that much. That's, that's when it gets kind of hazy. Like, how good can this actually be? And I feel like... Other companies are doing mobile very differently, like Project X Cloud that Microsoft is looking into. Um, that is, it's they're not releasing mobile specific or mobile exclusive titles for the App Store, but they're just making a separate platform for people to play along with others. Whereas Nintendo is making, you know, in a way, spin-off titles for their family it's it's more so not oh like the zelda timeline or oh it's going to be twilight princess and then we're going to get this and then breath of the wild and oh the very next zelda game is going to be mobile only or we're going to get super mario odyssey and then the very next mario game oh it's going to be mobile only it's more for if you enjoy this family of games if you enjoy and nintendo's very much so about enjoying a family of games the Super Mario franchise, or the Zelda franchise, or the um, Fire Emblem franchise. If you enjoy that sort of mm. subsection of their company, then going into the App Store and having an experience on mobile 
is good, but going full speed ahead on, oh, we're going to, like, for example, let's take a long dead franchise and put it on mobile. Are we, are we saying the new F-Zero game is going to be on mobile? No, it's not <laughs> you, going to gonna, be on you're mobile. You're going to get the cardboard VR headset and put your phone up to your head and just, like, tilt no, it's, you tilt yourself? it's not going to you be on mobile. But drive. that would that'd be what I'd be talking about. It's like, then it gets into the very, very, very questionable, debatable topic yeah. of does reviving, does Nintendo do this with that section? I think with their new president, that could be a conversation that they could be having pretty soon with the rumors coming out about, oh, this year they're going to be reviving some long-dead franchise. Did they say this year they're going to be reviving yeah, some sort of long-dead thing? Like, uh, like a, lo- a long-dead thing, but it's it's only rumor at this point. Yeah, but There's we could be... a lot of rumors. Yeah, we could be thinking in a completely different way, and after, you know, Doug Bowser's reinstated and they can get into conversation with um, the new Nintendo of Japan president, they could decide, hey, this long-dead thing or talking about isn't actually going to be on the switch it's going to be something that's going to be mobile only but you know what i'm i think nintendo at least has a good idea of how to handle the mobile market because nintendo is are the people that are reigning in the mobile developers because mm-hmm. uh uh kai game cry games whoever developed the third party that developed dragalia lost they make mobile games pretty much exclusively and they said that they if they monetized Dragalia Lost, they would be making like ten times the money. But Nintendo asked them to rein it in because they don't want to have like an anti-fun experience. So I want to believe like maybe it's just my blind Nintendo optimism. I'm gonna believe that Nintendo knows what they're doing with the mobile market, hmm. and I've enjoyed pretty much every mobile game they've released. So. But it's not. It's gonna be a pretty easy thing for everyone, for fa- for like longtime fans and people who just got into it with the Switch to recognize almost immediately without hesitation. Oh, this is something completely wrong because we've seen it done so many other times with other big developers when they think this will work perfectly on mobile. Well, and that's it just EA reviving dead franchises yes, on mobile. Command I and conquer. I I feel like Nintendo will handle it. I have I I have faith that if if they I, could get through the Wii U, if Ice Climbers mm-hmm. comes back and is mobile exclusive, I will be happy. I don't have a problem. I with will that. be if Balloon Fight comes back and it's mobile exclusive. That game deserves to be on a what mobile if, phone. What have if, you ever played Balloon Fight for more than twenty minutes and not wanted to shut the game off? <laughs> I don't know anybody who's done that. Uh, all right, so just for closing remarks. Um, what games have you guys been playing recently or think that deserve the attention that they might not have deserved recently? Mm, I'll have you start, Tanner. I mean, I I pretty much, uh, over Spring Break, I pretty much only played Kingdom Hearts 3. (laughs) Which was, uh, it was Kingdom Hearts 3. It was the third installment of the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Don't you have the story so far, though? Uh, I I, I have... uh, I have one. I have one point five plus two point five on the PS on the PS4, and then I have a separate. A separately, I have two point eight because we purchased those. Okay. We have like eight different copies of pretty much every single Kingdom Hearts game. It's so you not only okay. you only played three. You didn't play any of. The other I played ones. every single one. Oh, you've you played talking? every single one, but I you're pl- actually getting. I played Coded. 
I played recoded all the way through on proud mode. How 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 do you feel about Kingdom Hearts three? Uh, do you consider it? Kingdom Hearts three had a satisfying conclusion. Uh, it had a lot of dumb things. It, uh, it had a lot of. Doesn't ba- every Kingdom Hearts three? Yeah, King, like every, King, every Kingdom Hearts. Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts is like rooted in stupidity. Okay. But there because were the story is so complicated there, for no apparent reason. There were not as g- enough like really good cheesy moments that I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Like I want. The best moment in the game happens in the toy in toy box where uh, Sora is about to confront anime pretty boy from the past future, and you don't even so, know the name Xehanort. Uh, it's young Xehanort who okay. traveled from the future past to bring Xehanorts from the future. Into Shulk? The... You talking about Shulk? <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna talk about Xehanorts or time turn. I'm trying. I'm right, just gonna talk right, about okay. how how Woody from Toy Story. Woody, the character from Toy Story, <laughs> stops Sora, like, visibly with his arm, and then, like, approaches young Xehanort and says that nobody loved him, and oh. that's why he's evil. This oh, is no. not a joke. <laughs> was this it Tom really Hanks? Was that Tom Hanks' voice? It was discount Tom Hanks. Ah, uh, damn. But, um, so, in terms of games I've been playing a lot recently, I'm going to am- admit I've been playing a lot of Apex recently. Who hasn't? Um, I mean, yeah. I, I haven't. Me. I, I mean, honestly, Apex Legends, at first I was like, you know what? It's another Battle Royale. It doesn't really matter. But the more I play it, the more it just I enjoy it, honestly. It's just entertaining to, like, run around the map. And, like, that's what, something that none of the other Battle Royales yeah. have. Like a- Apex is lovely. I think Apex, Apex is a lovely... Apex, Apex is a lot... Whatever. It's a, <laughs> it's a diabetic slur. Uh, <laughs> I think that Apex is a lovely game. I think that if I had a better computer, I'd play it more. Because yeah. it's, in my opinion, it's the best of the Battle Royales other than Tetris 99. Because it's free. <laughs> it's, I mean, so, so is Fortnite, but, you know... Yeah. True. Uh, in terms of what I've been playing right now, uh, over spring break I didn't get the chance to play anything because I was in a foreign country that entire week. You didn't even play Minecraft? Actually, I did. I did oh. play Minecraft on the plane <laughs> and a little bit in England. I did. I just recently downloaded it for that sole purpose of because, you know, I own a computer, I'm going to download Minecraft I'm for it. pretty sure Minecraft is 10 years old now. Yeah, yep. it's going to be 10 years old. Yeah. 10 years Which, old next in four days. And really oh, that's wow. and really that's amazing, because I remember playing an early alpha build when it was still notch on the, just notch on the project. <laughs> and I was and I was like, wait, that's... You had to pay in euros. <laughs> you had to pay in euros. <laughs> you had to do like a weird PayPal transaction. It was... I, we bought three copies of it for, oh my for, my, other, for my brothers and I. So. Other than Minecraft, a little bit, um, I'm trying to complete my review for Anthem, so I'm going to play a good amount of that tonight yes. so I can get final closing... Anthem! So I can get final closing thoughts on that. Um, I was just recently reminded today after I was looking at an old Game Informer article that uh, Stanley Parable is coming to Xbox this year. It is. Uh, Yeah, it's coming to Switch too, isn't it? Yeah, it's a remaster. And on the 26th, I believe, Final Fantasy VII is coming to the Xbox. Yes, and the Switch. And And the Switch. Switch. So I will be um, getting the chance to finally play one of the greatest RPGs of all time. I mean, I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII again. I'm I'm playing through Final Fantasy IX again right now, and I'm going to buy Final Fantasy VII again for the fourth time. I'm going to play through it again for the fourth time. (laughs) 
All right. Well, I think that's all we have to, for today. My name is Eli Silkin. Joining me today was Tanner Kenny and Blake Chapman. Awesome. Make sure to check us out at bitevsu.com. Also, make sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, basically all the social media feeds. MySpace. <laughs> Maybe we are not, not MySpace. On that. <laughs> but this has been How It's Played. Thank you for joining us and have a great evening.